Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Making it count. Last week we started by telling you how you can make it count the most. And this week, I'm going to tell you how to make it count the most. Uh, uh, uh. And then maybe next week, how to make it count the mostest. And then we shall keep going like that. One guy went to the bathroom, and uh, he was prone to writing graffiti. Those people write graffiti in the bathroom, a.k.a. toilet. So, yeah, never forget what, what, what. So, so he found, so one guy went and wrote wrong English. So if you go and write graffiti in the toilet, at least write correct English. Yeah. So he wrote, he has went. Yeah. Who knows? So the next guy came and added ED. He has wented. Talk of making it more worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last guy came in. You know, when people seated on the bath on the toilet, sometimes that's the only time of reflection they have. Uh, and so their brains start working over time with lots of ideas. So he looks at this thing on the door, you know, facing him. He has wented. I was thinking. How do I improve this? So he added an L-Y, you know. He has wantedly. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> last week was uh, how to make it count the most. Uh, this week is how to make it count the most. And then next week is going to be how to make it count the mostest. The problem is we'll have one more week. So we will figure out maybe how to count, make it count the mostestly. Anyway, whatever. Uh, if, if if you don't particularly find that funny, <laughs> yeah, your mood is wet. Yeah, your mood is wet. Oh no, your wood is wet. Okay, I thought you said your mood is wet. Anyway, so today we are talking about the wisdom of. Preaching. Yeah, the wisdom of doing this thing that I'm doing right now. The wisdom of those people, Joel and Debbie, uh, Julius and Sarah, and these people of downtown. I hear all of those people. I hear you, your stories. Fiona Malira, Sijoye, who disturbing the devil in all those places by preaching to people and getting them saved. What is the wisdom? of preaching. Now, I told you last week that how you can make your life count the most is four things. One, winning souls. Winning souls. Two, making disciples. Three, planting churches. And four, supporting all the above. And I said, in case you are one of those people who at least you're neutral. Yeah? 
Like you're not winning souls, you're not making disciples, you're not planting churches, you're not even supporting the above. Basically, you have some sort of average wickedness. At least, the least you can do is do not get in the way of those who are trying to do it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. This series, by the way, is very apostolic, so you'll forgive the language. It will just keep coming. So if you want to hear the nicer me, go back to the Sam Kamani series, healing series, and marriage, all those. You'll hear a very nice version of myself. But right now, you're going to hear a, a very instructive version of me. So winning souls, making disciples, planting churches, supporting the above. Because that's the cycle. That's the cycle. You go out and evangelize, and people come to the Lord. Now, you don't just leave them out there like the women who, who, if a woman would go to the hospital, produce children and leave them there. Go home, uh, have fun with the husband again, go back to the hospital, produce, leave them there. No, that's not how you do. You get the child back home and nurture them. So, don't just win souls. Bring people into the church, into the missional community and walk the journey with them of maturity, discipleship. But the journey is not over with discipleship. Discipleship is not complete until you read, reach a state which uh, Father James Mallon, the author of Divine Renovation, is a Catholic priest, talk, talks about something called apostleship. Romans 1.5, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name's sake. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. The people online just keep saying amen. I'll feel it. I'll feel it. Yeah. So it is evangelism which creates an encounter with Jesus, discipleship, and apostleship. Apostleship is now when you go out and continue the mission of Jesus. And for me, the most incredible, sustainable, beautiful way to continue the mission of Jesus is to plant churches. Yeah. It's to plant churches. Amen. And then you support all the above. Now, let's talk about preaching, teaching, and healing. So many of you have heard my stories, but I, you know, it's my life, so I have to keep telling the same stories. Yeah. So once upon a time, 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 I fell in love. Yeah. Head over heels with a beautiful, beautiful, like beautiful lady called Ari, Sarah Mukisa. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got married. Yeah. Okumanya, this lady is incredibly amazing. We've been married 17 years, but no one suspects it. Yeah. People keep thinking, Maybe 10 years or 8. 17. 1, 7. So, yeah. Now, when we got married, we didn't get an instruction manual to go with the whole thing. So we totally messed it up. So the first three years were terrible. Terrible. You know terrible? Terrible is when you sit down in your sitting room without anyone talking to you and you start crying. And you completely ignore Alake Dube's song, Big Boys Don't Cry, Big Boys Don't Cry. You, you cry. That was me. Uh, and then, three years later, we started this church. 
which is not a good thing. When your marriage is in that state, usually starting a church isn't the next best step to recovery. But we did. And then this John Katowicz that we are celebrating today brought to us the discipleship evangelism course by Andrew Womack. And we started getting into the gospel of our Lord Jesus. You know, you can have been a religious safety like I was. And usually you can tell religious safeties by the lack of joy in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, for me, the standard marker for whether you understand what you got into or not is joy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you can tell that someone's marriage is not good by the lack of joy. Yeah, it's not children. Don't think that someone is happy in a marriage because they have several children. No, no, no. You can have children. There's a process for doing that whether you're happy or not. So even in the ministry, you can be very productive. You can have, yeah. But that, that what indicates that you, what you got into is a good thing is joy. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Yeah. So we, we, we get into the DE course discovered how much God loves us. What a love, 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 what a love. So we discovered this amazing love. What's so amazing about grace is that you are more sinful than you'll ever admit and yet you are more loved than you'll ever fathom all at the same time. And our terrible, terrible marriage became a wonderful, wonderful marriage. You know, people can't imagine that you can be there together and there's nothing to quarrel about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because everyone is getting it right. No. There's just no need. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, there's a choice. I put before you life and death. And says choose. Yeah. Choose life. Even tells you what to choose. Says you might be too dumb and you choose the wrong thing. Says choose life. It's like they give you multiple choice exams. A and B. Then they say, now the answer is A. The answer is A. Then they see someone's pen straying towards B. Our marriage was just healed by the word preached. My own brother, who had been a chain smoker since senior two, because he had started smoking in P6. <laughs> and, and at that time, he had been going for 27 years chain in an instant no more desire for smoking at all and in his own words he says it wasn't because of a lack of supplies at home people got healed people got delivered people threw away crutches 
people who are cohabiting get, started getting married. That's why we encourage people to get married. Because, because the word of God, when it comes, eh, it puts things right in a supernatural way. So you take advantage. Everything changed. Amen. The wisdom of preaching. Hallelujah. Matthew 4.23 And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Matthew 9.35 Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. The three things Jesus went about doing constantly was teaching, preaching, and healing. If you could reverse it, you could say preaching, teaching, and healing. The Bible declares in uh, Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, if he did preaching, teaching and healing. Preaching, teaching and healing. And then Acts says doing good and healing. What is doing good? Preaching and teaching. That's doing good. <laughs> That's doing good. Yeah. You want to do good? Preaching, teaching. Because he went about doing good and healing all. He says here, he says he went about Preaching, teaching, and healing. Okay. Hallelujah. Mm. Now, God came to us in the person of Jesus Christ and he had only 30, a thin window of only 33 years in which to accomplish the mission that will turn around the destiny of humanity for generations. You know, when you have a thin window, it's a bit like they give you a target, a moving target, and they say, you are the one in charge of the surface-to-air missile battery. The enemy aircraft is coming. You have only three seconds in, within which, that's the window in which you must release the missile at the right trajectory, at the right speed, putting in constellation all factors including wind speeds, gravitational pull, etc. I said, if you miss it within these three seconds, we are finished because the guy is going to come and bomb us out. Then you say, okay, no pressure. Give it to me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hey. Huh? Then you're like five, four, three, two. Oh. And you miss that window. Everyone is in a state of katiabaga. Mm. Yeah, that's a Uganda term to mean grave danger. So you have a thin window. You must make critical. That's not the time to think about the dinner you missed last night. 
That's not the time to think about the girl who chucked you. That's not the time to think about the promotion that's been pending at work. That, no, 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 no. Focus. So in light of eternity, when you put together 33 years in light of eternity, that sounds like the three seconds. Now, it, what gets worse where whoever sends you tells you of the 33 years, by the way, you're going to spend there, you only have three in which to operate 10%. And then you come and say, okay, we have three years. Turn around the destiny of humanity. What are we going to do? You put together your committee. Says, okay, maybe let's open universities. Oba, let's launch multi-billion businesses. No, 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 no. Let's start a music band. That's going to... No. Look, you could come up with all your bright ideas about what to do. But the God of heaven, incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ, chose one thing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. And that's why you and I are still here today and making sense of what I'm saying. So many people want to be like Jesus, but they don't want to do the things Jesus did. More like you. I'm in the wrong key. More like you, Lord. No, no, no. Yeah. You want to be more like Jesus, you do what Jesus did. Now, if you want to have the kind of impact Jesus had, it's not complicated. If for him it was preaching, teaching, healing, what do you do? What do you do? What you do? Preaching, teaching, healing. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> to make your life count the most, you do the same thing. Preaching, teaching, healing. Because there is no education that can deal with the human problem of sin. There is no amount of, there is no amount of money that can deal with the human problem of sin. There is no number of re deep relationships, friendships that can deal with, deal with the human problem of sin. Not even getting married is going to deal with the human problem of sin. In fact, it makes it more pronounced. There is nothing else apart from the message of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, whatever you do, and whatever the cost, preach the gospel. For in the larger scheme of things, it's your most significant contribution. Whatever you do, whatever the cost, do what? Preach the gospel. For in the larger scheme of things, it's going to be your most significant contribution. Even Jesus knew that in the life, look, Jesus could have decided to come to Rome and be, become Caesar. Do you, do you know nothing would stop him if that was heaven? Heaven's strategy would have been get the guy to be born in Caesar's household. Like Moses was adopted into Pharaoh's household. It's not too complicated. There's precedence already in the Old Testament. Yeah, get him to be born into Caesar's house or adopted into Caesar's household. He becomes a Caesar. He becomes the ruler of the biggest empire in the world at the time in order to establish righteousness. He didn't do it. Preaching, teaching, healing. He could have set up Jesus and sons incorporated. 
and say the problem is poverty. No, he says to preach the gospel to the poor. Even the problem of poverty can't be solved by businesses. If the problem of poverty could be solved by business, there would be no poverty by now because Jeff Bezos has $200 billion. What is he going to do with it? He should just redistribute it. What a love, what a love, what a love. Yeah. What a love, what a love, what a love. One of the best ways to love your neighbor is to share with them the gospel. In fact, there is absolutely nothing, no love at all in withholding the gospel from your neighbor. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 going forward. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of God for it is written I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent the gospel sounds like foolishness to the world yeah when I tell you that the way to end global sickness is preaching You'd be like, can we have more sensible people talk? Yeah. When I tell you the way to end poverty is preaching, teaching, you'd be like, eh, eh. He said the poor will always be with you. The, if, but it says it, it is foolish. The reason some of you are not convinced yet and haven't joined the missional community and started going out to preach the gospel is because you think there is something better But that it should be foolishness to those who are perishing, not to the saved. If you're being saved, if you're in Christ, the gospel shouldn't be foolishness to you. It means someone else is being foolish. And that's not God. Hallelujah. He says to, to those, to us, who are being saved. By the way, while I was doing reading my Bible in this part, it hit me that we are... You see, saved is not just forgiveness of sins. It's everything Jesus died for. Philemon 1.6 that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in Christ Jesus. So the story I told you about the mending of my marriage the healing of people's addictions, all of that is part of what? Being saved. And says, the gospel is the power of God to those who are being saved, to those who are being sozoed. Sozo, every good thing in Christ Jesus. Oh. You see, no, no other known wisdom or power in the world can turn a sinner into a saint. Yeah, no other known wisdom can return a, a wayward, philandering man back to his wife and kids or get a thief to return what was stolen. Yeah, it's not there, only the gospel. I told you the story of the man during the East African revival who killed his wife. Yeah, and in order to conceal the evidence, went and had killed his child and buried them in his heart. 
hat 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 h u t akasisira and life went on and he went on as if nothing had ever happened until jesus arrested him until he had the gospel and he went and reported himself i said i don't know i am a murderer and the commissioner was asking him where is the evidence I am a murderer who has arrested you Jesus I am a murderer Wow When the evidence is completely concealed and you show up put your life in jeopardy because Jesus has touched your heart If you read the book God's generals there are some of those guys they would show up in town It says that God's generals or Tomitani's book what the god chasers some of those guys before they even start the crusades they just show up in town and people start reporting to the police station with stolen items yeah yeah they haven't even said anything yet the conviction is already thick power cross preachers people cross preachers <laughs> People just show up. I don't know why. I don't know what's happening to me, but I stole this thing. Uh, I've brought it here to the police. Three PhDs can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Are there people? Yeah. Romans 1:6:4. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek it is the power of God to salvation there is a package that Jesus died for called salvation it is in a beautiful room somewhere in your person and the key that opens that room to, for you to access it is called what the gospel yeah amen let's continue with 1 Corinthians 20:21 says where is the wise Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom ah, yeah, yeah, of the world? It's a question. For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom their own wisdom, right? did not know god you see god is not to be researched he is to be believed it says it pleased god ay 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 it what pleased god god sat there on his throne yeah i'm looking for an english version of the luganda word i'm hearing nafumintiriza oba is that a rusoga word even both eh he thought deeply he researched he thought he did divine meditation and he said this is the thing that's going to make me happy it pleased god through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe wow lots of you are going out preaching preaching you don't know <laughs> the damage you're doing to eternal 
plans of the devil that he has been planning for years. Give it to me in the New Living Translation. He says, since God in his wisdom sought to eat that the world would never find him through human wisdom. Yeah. He has used our foolish preaching to save all who believe. Our foolish... Look, I get all sorts of testimonies of people who are like I was on my way to I was already in hell I was just waiting to get there already assigned the way I was living my life yeah Pastor Bithy was telling me about a gentleman uh, who we both know hey isn't it amazing (laughs) isn't it fantastic Isn't it supernatural? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The power of copying. But the real Bishop Duck said that that thing is, he copied it from Reinhard Bonke. He said, he also doesn't know there might be some power in it. So since Reinhard Bonke was saying, he also started saying, now I've also started saying, hey, ah. He has used our, Pastor Peter was telling me, this gentleman was in dire straits. Eh? Drinking, broke, business closed, bad, terrible relationship. No hope. No hope. And the parents were like, can you see our son talking to Pastor Bithy? Can, can you just spend some time with our son? I was like, no, I'm not going to spend time with your son until your son himself says that he wants to spend time with me. So eventually shows up and they start the journey. In the word, she would just tell him, uh-huh, that thing. So he would say all his problems. Say, this is the verse that addresses that. This is the verse that addresses that. This is the verse that addresses that. Go and meditate. A year later, the person on his birthday was in a prayer overnight. And even himself, he could not believe that it had only been a year because he was like, if you guys only knew where I was on my last birthday and what I was doing and what was going on, you would respect the gospel. You see, some of us here, we are called because we've been in church too long. We've, we've lost an appreciation for the gospel. All your friends are saved. All your workmates are saved. You play saved music. You watch saved TV. Your children go to saved schools. You, even your house is saved. In fact, when you eat, decide to eat rice, you eat saved rice. So basically... You no longer know the ugly power 
of sin and how it can enslave and oppress and demean and destroy and ruin lives. Today, today, today I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to Christians, by the way, today. Yeah. You see, one day you're going to die. That's guaranteed. I don't even have to lie to you about that one. And then because you're a Christian, you'll find yourself entering a place called heaven. What are you taking there? What are you going to take your master? You think you take Jesus an offering? What offering are you going to take Jesus? As you imagine the pearly huge gates of it are open. You're entering and light is coming at you like you've never, you are crying. It's a combination of love and terror and dread and you're like, what place is this? And then you walk to the throne and kneel there and say, I have come, Lord. And here is what I've brought. The only thing that's going to make it heaven are souls. People, what a sad day it will be in heaven when you show up empty-handed. Empty-handed. Because you refused to join a missional community or you were in one but you were the headache of the missional community leader. Every time they invite people to go for evangelism, you refuse and then you show up empty-handed in heaven. And then you'll be given some cut room those <laughs> Meanwhile, here on earth, you used to have a big house. Now in heaven, back where on the periphery. Then you see people who used to clean around with brooms and go by some so you pass eyes through them. Yeah. They are those ends with Apostle Paul. And you're like, my friend, MP Mayo Mugulu, see MP Mayo Kunsi. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the. Dis- you see, the world has its version of wisdom, eh? And, you know, it takes. Just not being too canoe. To sit down and you reflect a little bit and see how stupid, how foolish, how unsustainable the wisdom of the world is. Can I give you examples? Uncovenanted marriage. You be like an animal. You know, you know, even animals fall in love. Did you know that? that now the people here in studio have gone quiet on me. Mm. Even animals fall in love. Me, I grew up in the in the village, and chickens especially. The, ch- the cock would just start chasing. <laughs> and you can't stop it. <laughs> 
Before you know it, it has caught. Now, there are human beings who do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We had cows. They would bring a bull. I don't know from where. To spend some time with the cows. Just spend some time. You see, those that cows and bulls, they never went to any altar to say, I do. No, they just do it. They do it without first saying anything. Now, you, you can talk. So, you see, it, it can get to a point where when you stand for truth, you are the one who looks foolish. And the world, uh, wow. Mm-mm. Unless you don't understand the power of covenant right out of scripture and that even for us, we are covenanted to God. So, look. All this business of people borrowing money to do weddings and, and borrowing cars to present at their kwanjula only to, to take it back to the owner. Yeah, you know people do like fake gifts to the parents where they are not real. You, you borrowed, you go to the shop, you borrow a fridge, you borrow a cooker, you can present them at the introduction and then you have already agreed. Both sides, by the way, have agreed. Yeah, everyone knows that we are pretending but you need to impress the villagers. So you, you show off all those things and then you put them together and take them back to that shop. That is called the wisdom of this world. Jesus was single. Paul was single. Yeah. It, it can't be that we have elevated the whole idea of being married to the point of losing our marbles. Can I share with you worldly wisdom? I was at a wedding once and <laughs> someone was giving counsel. All my stories are true. And they said it was in Luganda but in English do not touch the man's phone. I, I, I struggle. You're married, but you can't check each other's phones. There are, there are pin codes and the other doesn't know them. Like, <laughs> wow. And I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> and, and people there, and they even cheer. Yeah, yeah. You know when you feel like puking but you're at a wedding and people are eating and you just want to vomit because something that is contrary to truth is being spewed on the loudspeakers. But you have to be there and be polite and some, that's why I no longer do wedding receptions. Yeah. Very few. 
sexual deviations. You know it never ends. <laughs> like, how does a man exactly sleep with a man? Yeah. I'm trying, I, I don't want to figure it out. Yeah. Me, I don't want to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, because then next is animals. Yeah. And then next I don't know. Yeah. Wisdom of the world. Self-promotion. Self-promotion is the wisdom of the world. I will ascend. Those were the words from the devil's mouth. I will ascend. Some of you listening to me, you are into self-promotion. I will ascend. Death. This one, I always get a lot of negative feedback. You think you are more clever than the Bible. It pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. Our foolish preaching can save sinners, can heal conditions, can restore families, can build cities and nations. Amen. Whatever you do, whatever the cost, preach the gospel. For in the larger scheme of things, it's your most significant contributions. First Corinthians, this, I'm going to start to have to start finishing, you know, finishing one. This is finishing one, amen. Yeah, it says, for the Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. In other words, once, once you have finished the wisdom of men like this, let's say there are levels, there are people who are completely foolish, then there are those who are semi-foolish, then there are those who are averagely wise, then there are those who are wise, then there are those who are very wise, then there are those who are exceedingly wise, then there are those who are extremely wise, and then there are those who are wisdom itself. And then you reach here at wisdom level. Once you finish that strata like this, like when you have finished the atmosphere, then when you go to the next place, you find God's most incredible foolishness. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways, including death and, and sleeping with a person you're not covenanted with. Yeah. Higher, higher. You know higher? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Even in, in here, for those who are watching online, you are not the only ones who are quiet. Yeah. Even in here, where I am, it's quiet. And even me, I don't know why it's quiet, but it's quiet. Yeah. The Lord will reveal to us later why it is quiet. Wow. 
Now, some want signs and wonders without wisdom. Others want wisdom without signs and wonders. In fact, the church of Jesus Christ is split exactly in half. One group, they are into signs and wonders. Miracles, what? Power. No wisdom. Yeah. They can't manage money well. Families. <laughs> Problems all over the place. One group is into <clears throat> proper religion. You know, wisdom. Mm, verse by verse preaching. Mm. But they reject the power of God. They say there is no more healing. What? Hey. Wow. If you took out the miracles in the New Testament, you'll be left with nothing. But it says, give me that verse. The third verse in this series of verses. Verse 24. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. You know your, your gospel is true when it is both power and wisdom. I saw this message, this testimony on praise and testimonies group. This, this missional community, again, went out to do evangelism. Then they went and visited a, an old woman who had been, who hadn't walked for a long, long time. And they just reached the gospel. They took some food. What in that area? That's details elude uh, me, but it is on the praise and testimony page, so you can go and find it and read it for yourself. So they, they, they ministered to her and then they prayed. They prayed a simple prayer that God would heal her. Yeah. And then they, they got a message from someone in that zone that that woman has been walking around the village. Someone who hasn't walked for 10 years. Some old woman, she's like, Abana, Abana, Washipu. Abana, Washipu. Abana, Washipu. Walking around. The power, that's the power of God, yeah? Yeah. It's the power of God. Amen. My time. Now, here's the thing. Why should we walk in signs, wonders, and miracles? Signs, wonders, and miracles are not necessarily there to solve the problems. Hey, you get what I'm saying? Let me now lend you some wisdom. Because it doesn't matter how many healings you receive and how many amazing miracles you experience at a personal level. One day you will die. Yeah, and all of that will not mean anything. Yeah. Father is stinking. They said, he stinketh. He pulled him out and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out. And he said, loose that man and let him go. And then many years later, I don't know how many, he succumbed and went back. <laughs> what I find in the book of Acts is that every time the apostles started performing mighty wonders and miracles, many people were added to the church. The church grew. The church multiplied. 
the word, that's the Bible, that's the Bible language. The word was multiplied. Many were added. That's the whole point. People need to see these things, some of them, to know that there is a God in heaven. Yeah. Look, your ministry of healing, if, if, if you thought that your ministry of healing can solve all healing problems, you can just go and shut down the hospital. Yeah. And tell them, no more medicine here. I have arrived. The anointed the Lord. But you know what? Most hospitals are still working. And they are run mostly by Christians who believe the same things you do. Why? Because somehow you, you've not been able to do that. And yet if you believe God and you go out and start preaching the gospel, you will see people healed. Why? Because God is showing himself strong. I have a verse. Where is it? Let me actually find it quickly, quickly, because I have to finish. Ah. Ah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Give me my verse. Yeah. Yeah. Mark 16, 20 and Acts 4, 29, 30. It says, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. I think that's the very last verse in the book of Mark, right? Look at Acts 14. It says, Now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants at worship harvest that with all boldness they may speak your word by how do you grant all boldness? How, how does the Lord grant all boldness? By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And then people start getting saved like a problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Okay, I must finish. The wisdom is in the what? Is in the preaching. He said the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. If you want to be among the few, become a laborer. You will no longer be common. You'll be like a Ferrari. I told you last week there's a difference between Ferraris and Kamunye. Kamunyes are everywhere. Every stage. Someone was leaving church one day and they said, Where did you park? And said at the stage. Yeah. So Kamunyes are everywhere, but Ferraris are few and far between. They are precious. Laborers are few and far between. They are precious. That's why God protects them like a problem. You try and touch those people, you get into issues with God. With God himself. Amen. Wow. Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. Then the end will come. Mark 16, 15, and say to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed and how shall live without having not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher? Paul writes and says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. In other words, when you're preaching the gospel, Bambi, that's foundation. Yeah, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes! Woe is me! <laughs> if I preach not the gospel, win the lost, disciple the found, 
deploy. Where is my team? Pastor B3, Angie, come. Let's get me out of here because otherwise we are having issues. Me finishing and I'm finished. I've real finished. Amen. So, friends. Friends, friends, friends. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is preaching. Yeah. It sounds foolish to man. Very wise in the eyes of God. Yeah. Preaching. The gospel preached. It pleased the Father that through the foolishness of preaching many may be saved. Now, if you have not crossed over and given your life to Jesus to join this team of people who are changing the world, you need to do that right now. Exactly now. Not one minute later. Those on Facebook, YouTube, Spirit FM, you're going to do that. Give me that number to which people may send the message. Give me the phone number. 0775642449. Those of you on radio, you're about to go off right now. So I'm giving you the number now. 7756424449. Just pray a prayer. It's not complicated. Just say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. In fact, put your hand up wherever you are. Even if you're in a restaurant, some of you are at those hosting centers. You are at a hosting center where we are broadcasting and you've never given your life to Jesus. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. So that it, it, it shouldn't be in secret. Jesus said, if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my father. If you deny me before man, I'll deny you before God. So I, I, I don't want you to do it in secret. Hosting centers, you're giving your life to Jesus right now, put your hand up. At home, in the restaurant, in the car, wherever you are, it's time to put your hand up when you're giving your life to Jesus. Say, Lord, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. Forgive my sins. Take my life and do something significant with it. If you've prayed that prayer, you are born again. You are born again. Contact the number on the screen and we will connect you with a missional community. A missional community is a, a small group of people who are walking this journey of Jesus, who will walk with you, they will get you a Bible, they will show you how to walk, they will take care of you, they will nurture you. Don't stay alone out there. Please contact that number and start your journey. And some of you, maybe you've walked with Jesus before and you throw away the treasure and it's time to, ref to find it again. Contact that number again. Say, I'm one of those, I'm Jesus' person, but he can't seem to find me nowadays. That's the number. Contact the number and get into relationship. We love you so much. Those on Spirit FM, as you go off, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you. May he give you peace. May you lack nothing good. May he order your steps. May he anoint you with the power of evangelism that everywhere you go, people will get saved. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes. Pastor Angela. Second Timothy, verse chapter one, verse seven. Uh, let me start from verse six. NKJV says, "Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God 
has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Other versions say fan. I, I, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you. Um, uh, the Passion Translation says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Anyone right now who's afraid of evangelism, that is not the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God makes us bold, okay? The spirit of God gives us mighty power. He gives us love. Okay, where you're able to look at your neighbor, where you're able to look at your family, and you're like, Panange, you know, these people need to get into the family of God. Mighty power and self control. Other versions say discipline, where you decide that every day I am going to lead five people to the Lord, and there's discipline. And every day you go out there and you lead five people to the Lord. What is God saying? He has made you bold. Yes. He has made you bold. He has given you mighty power. He has given you love and you have discipline and you can do it. You know, interestingly, I got a word also from 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Those are some of the most powerful letters for a disciple of Jesus Christ to read because Paul wrote to a son he discipled as a father, teaching him exactly what he should be paying attention to. I would encourage you to take time reading those letters on top of the book of Acts. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, Paul says to Timothy, But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, yes. fulfill, fulfill your ministry. Some of you are wondering, Lord, what have you called me to? One of the, the, one of the calls across the board for every child of God is to do the work of an evangelist. For you to fulfill your ministry, you need to do, you must do the work of an evangelist. It's not that they are particular, there are some people who have a special grace, but then all of us have been called to do the work of an evangelist, to fulfill our ministry. Child of God, our time here on earth is limited. Don't live carelessly. Don't live carelessly. Tetuina would day. A hundred years is a short time in light of eternity. Fulfill your ministry. You've not been given a spirit of fear. Go with a brother, a sister. Go with the mission or community. Yes. Go, with, go with friends. Sometimes just watch and see. Next time try out with somebody else. But don't cut yourself off from your ministry because you have decided that you don't know what to do. That's why we are going out together. Fulfill your ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. And you know, interestingly, the next few, verse, few verses, Paul starts to say to Timothy, for I am already poured out. <laughs> I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. This man lived with eternity. He's like, I'm about to go. He's, I'm already being, and say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And then he says, now it's stored up for me. Now it's stored up for me. Let me, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous dad, will give to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fight the good fight. Amen. Go out there, do the work of an evangelist. Live with the eternity of I'm going to meet Jesus someday. That picture that apostle pointed, painted today. That guys we're going to arrive before the throne. Will you be like Paul and say I have I have finished my race. My life has been poured out. I have done the work of an evangelist. I have fulfilled my ministry. The time is now. Plug in, do the work of ministry. Do the work. Do, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. That Amen. you may appear before God as a faithful servant. I have another word for a person. I think today might even have been your first time. But as you heard Apostle tell the story of his brother overcome addiction. You are like, that's what I want. I have struggled for so long. The power is available right now, wherever you are. If you're somewhere right now and you're that person, put your hand up. You're surrounded by other people. I kept hearing a song that Apostle wrote. Healing is here. Hearts are getting mended. Your mighty power breaking every yoke. Chains are broken in His name. Every prisoner is set free. Sweet Hosanna's will forever. We declare a breaking of chains over yes. you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No more will that addiction have power over you. Yes. We break the power of addiction. We speak that the power of the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ works in you right now to set you free in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. As, as we shared from 2 Timothy 4 7, 4 7, just a verse before the one on the screen now. Uh, I, I got a thought. This is a verse people use on a lot of funerals. Yes. I fought the good fight. I finished. The, I've kept the faith completely out of context for people who have not been doing anything like Paul did. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we start putting this verse on their funeral order of service. Please don't make us lie on your funeral. Yeah. Don't make us put this verse on your funeral order of service uselessly. No, let us put it there in truth. Yes. Yeah, where we are like Amazima, we are burying a general. Amen. They fought. Yes. They made it count. Yes. You have an opportunity. You can't say I didn't tell you. You can't say our pastors didn't tell us. You can't say I wasn't given an opportunity. Those in the studio, stand up. You can't say I, I didn't know what to do. You can't say it wasn't clear. It's clear. It's clear. Join a mission and community. Submit to the leadership of the MC leader. And when they say we are going out on the frontier, you go. It's clear. It's not complicated. We have children in children's MCs, kids' MCs, leading people to Christ. And adults are still waiting. No, do all these things and support. Support, support the work yes. of ministry, yes. of evangelism, yes. of discipleship, of planting churches. Yes, next year we're going to plant 10 churches. I don't yes. know where they are going to come from. Yes. I don't know where they are going to be planted. I don't know the leaders. I just know that that's what I'm believing for 10, minimum 10. This year, this year, Winners Chapel under Bishop David Oedepo 
planted 10,000 churches in one year. 10,000. They have already planted 9,500. They are unleashing the remaining 500 this November. What are we doing? How can, one, how can we leave it to one ministry to carry all that load while you walk around eating potion and beans? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There is a price to be won. Yes. And our lives have to be purposeful. Yes. We need to start living for eternal things. Eternal things. Eternal things. Eternal things. Wherever you are, just start praying. Just start praying. Just, just receive this word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. If you're sick in any part of your body, any, I'm going to pray right now. What I need you to do is put your hand wherever the sickness is. If you're watching this later, you can do that friend of mine, they are taking other people's testimonies and walking like that. They just got the phone and put where the sickness was. Yeah. friend of mine sent me a message. They had a lamp in their breast and they were starting to get all sorts of worries about what this could be. You know when you're tempted to go and Google it so you get even more fear instead of faith. Then she read someone else's testimony who for them they put the phone instead of the hand. And she did the same and the lamp disappeared. Yes! That's, I'm telling you. Thank you, you, you either believe and receive or doubt and do without. But I would rather you believe and receive. There's nothing impossible with God. Yes. So Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every kind of sickness, ailment, condition, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, we command it to leave. Leave. Whatever your name is, whatever the doctors have called you, leave now. Leave now. Leave now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some people are experiencing oppression in your mind. I just saw that as I was praying. Oppression in your mind. All sorts of wrong thoughts about yourself. Depression, what? In the name of Jesus. If where you are, if, if in a place, if, it doesn't matter, even if you're in a public place, just put your hand on your head if yeah. that's you. Put your hand on your head, wherever you are. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah, you shouldn't be anxious. You're not created to live in anxiety about things. And that attack on your mind, I'm going to attack it right now. The Bible says that this is the heritage of the Lord, of the children of, the God, of God. He says that uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. It doesn't say you shall think about, you shall wish it away. No, you condemn you with your own mouth. So there is an attack on your mind. There is an attack 
on you accusations of the devil. The devil has told you all sorts of things. Someone, the devil is using words that your either your parent or your teacher spoke over you when they said you will never amount to anything, and you have that stuff keeps coming back to you even now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke, I condemn every condemnation of the devil you will amount to something you will be great you will be a great man of God you will be a great woman of God your marriage shall be for all of life you will not fail just because your auntie or your uncle failed you will be married for life in the name of Jesus your children shall be great your children will be will not fail someone the devil has been lying to you about your children because of their current behavior you're starting to think that they are going to go the way of the world they will not the children of your servants shall continue for he shall instruct and teach them in the way they should go thank you Lord First Samuel 15 22 so Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Let's go to verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. God is asking us to walk in obedience to the word that he's giving worship harvest now of evangelism and healing and preaching. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It doesn't matter how much time you're spending in sa whatever sacrifice is for you. I don't know. You're giving tithe. You're leading RMC. You're doing all that stuff. But he's calling us to evangelism. He's calling us to preaching. He's calling us to healing. And he's saying obedience is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Please just walk in obedience. In obedience is where your acceleration is. In obedience is where your acceleration is. Just go. Go and evangelize. Go and teach. Go and heal. Wake up for 5 a.m. prayer. You don't need an explanation from your MC leader why 5 a.m. prayer is important and why it's at 5 a.m. God is asking us, please, please. And he won't reject you, but you'll be thrown out of this. Like, you won't be you won't be relevant in this space. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I hear this word. The father corrects. Yes. The enemy condemns. Yes. Yes. Know the difference. Yes. The father corrects. The enemy condemns know the difference. The Bible declares that the father corrects his children in whom he delights. Every time you sense God is correcting you, it's because he delights in you. He doesn't seek to condemn you. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.